0: It took a lot of effort, but I finally got into the military school that I've always dreamed of. I'm now one step closer to being an actual soldier. Ah! (laughs) Hey, midget. Move it. You're blocking my way. What? How dare he? This rude guy deserved a lesson. Suddenly, a hand grabbed my fist. I looked up. Oh, it was some tough-looking guy with tan skin and bright eyes. He picked up my backpack and said, First, you have to know your enemy. He's Eric. Before I could reply to this boy, he walked off. At that moment, the siren sounded, and I quickly got in line. Choose your groups, you have one minute. Looking around, I saw two guys looking as awkward as I did. So I shuffled over to them, and we became a group. Oh, but wait... Why did that guy who picked up my backpack team up with that obnoxious jerk Eric? It turned out our groups would be our roommates, and we were placed in room P02, which was right opposite Eric's room. My roomies are Tom, who was forced here due to his family's military background, and Henry, a notorious playboy who was sent here by his father to stop his opulent ways and learn how to lead a disciplined life. What about me? Well, I'm a girl. My disguise is awesome, right? You see, I have a twin brother, Jack, so I took his identity, and voila, here I am. Ever since I was a little kid, I've loved martial arts and always dreamed of one day becoming a soldier. I thought life here would be great, but it certainly had its challenges. Every morning, whatever the weather, we have to wake up at 5 a.m. and run around the yard. The showers were ice cold, And worse still, because I'm a girl, I had to sneak into the freezing shower block in the dead of night when no one was around, and physical education here is surely rough. Although I train a lot, I'm still always ranked at the bottom. I also struggle to finish the massive meal portions here. Not only do we have to work out loads, but our chores are also endless. Cooking, gardening, ironing, helping out with constructions... I was a novice at these things, so I was super clumsy and messed them up. Luckily, I always had Tom and Henry on my side. Tom is a nerd, and although he doesn't like studying here, his grades are top of the class, and he gives me the answers to the questions I don't know. As for Henry, he gets top grades in PE class. And even though he teases me a lot, he's the one who protects me from Eric. Speaking of Eric, he's a jerk who teases weaker students in school but he gets away with it for one simple reason. His dad's in charge. And as for that boy that warned me on my first day? Yeah, turns out he's called Ellis. I can't quite work him out, even though he often hangs out with Eric and participates in his meaningless dumb pranks. One time, after Eric knocked a younger kid over, I saw Ellis go back and check he was okay. Hmm, friend or foe? Who knows? Today we have taekwondo class. Perfect. I quickly challenged a smug-looking Eric. Too bad he doesn't know I have a black belt. <laughs> and as I predicted, I kicked his butt in just three moves. I walked over to my two fellows with a big triumphant smile on my face when Henry suddenly rushed forward and pushed Eric down. Turns out, he was sneaking up on me from behind. Nice try, coward. But sorry, dude. We three always have each other's back. We were laughing about Eric's defeat when the lunch bell went. But, oh no, the room was locked from the outside. Eric has to be behind this. No worries, the food here sucks anyway, Tom said while pulling a bunch of food out from under his bed. (laughs) Again, Tom? You've already been punished twice this week for sneaking food in here. Suddenly there were noises outside. I went closer to the door to listen. When it burst open and in stepped an officer. I stepped into the corridor to see everybody was gathered around whispering, while Eric was on the ground looking pale like he'd just seen a ghost. Oh my god. The door of room P01, Eric's room, had weird scratches all over it. It looks like those scratches spell out a word Jacob. So there's a monster named Jacob. That's comforting. P02! You all missed lunch, so I want five laps around the yard. And also five points are deducted for bringing in outside food. Ugh. Points deducted again? At this rate, we'd never gain access to the entertainment room. Oh, here we keep scores between rooms. Just like in Harry Potter with the house's points. It's quite a competition. At the end of the week, the room with the highest score gets access to the entertainment room. You know... Watching TV or using social media are considered a huge reward in the strict school, but it's hard to earn points. Meanwhile, you can get them deducted for any reason. From me taking a shower at the wrong time, to Henry skipping theory lessons, and now Tom and his snacks. Ugh, what does Jacob mean? Anyway, seeing Eric freak out like that was hilarious. Jacob is a name. Don't you see that, Jack? He's Eric's ex-roommate. I heard that he's missing. Hey, Tom, is there anything you don't know? Hmm, I see. But why did that missing Jacob scare Eric so much? We're never going to get into the entertainment room. It's all work, work, work in this place. Who cares about that stupid room? This weekend, there's a prom at the local girls' school. I have a step-by-step plan for us. We'll sneak into the school milk delivery truck to get there. Then I can finally talk to some lovely girls instead of those aunties in the kitchen. That sounds good. Hey, maybe you'll even find your first love there, right Jack? (laughs) Huh, they had no idea. Anyway, the thought of getting out of school for a bit was appealing. That weekend, Henry stole some of the gardener's casual clothes, and then we hid in the milk delivery truck to attend the prom. As soon as we got there, Henry had already got himself all smitten with a cute blonde. Well, Tom spent all his time debating World War II with a girl majoring in World History. As for me, I really enjoyed all those tasty cupcakes. But why wouldn't the girls quit pestering me? I guess it proves that I look quite manly, right? We gotta go. The bus to our school is about to come. Change to your uniform. You have one minute. I quickly got changed, then ran after them so fast, I bumped into someone, and we both fell to the ground. I was in such a rush that I could only say sorry, pick up my dog tag, and run out into the road to catch the bus back to school. Where did you guys just get back from? They just helped clean up the cafeteria, sir. I just got back from there. Hearing this, the officer stopped questioning us. But, huh? Why did Ellis help us? Isn't he meant to be on Eric's side? While indulging in thoughts about it, I took out the dog tag from my pocket and was about to put it around my neck. But wait, it's not mine. Look, guys, this dog tag has the name Jacob on it. I quickly showed them the dog tag and explained the incident to them. I must have picked up that guy's tag by mistake. Could it belong to the missing Jacob? Or was it merely coincidence? I mean, Jacob's a popular name, right? The next day, as we were helping to distribute food in the kitchen, there were noises coming from the dining area. As soon as I went out... I saw Eric sitting on the floor, shivering in fear. Next to him was his bowl of soup splattered everywhere. At first, I thought he was playing some tricks to get us to clean up. But no. Looking at the way he ran out of the cafeteria in panic, something must have happened. I bent down to pick up the bowl. Oh my god. And it was a dog tag with Jacob's name on it. But the dog tag I took by mistake yesterday is still in my pocket. Hmm, what's going on? Eric was so preoccupied with the Jacob stuff, he didn't have time to taunt us, so our room got the highest score for the first time, which means we would finally get to experience the entertainment room. But as soon as we reached the lobby of the utility area, something didn't feel right. A bunch of kids were buzzing in front of the entertainment room, where the hazy smoke was coming from. Thinking there was a fire, we rushed to put it out. But no, It was only a smoke bomb. Inside the entertainment room, Eric and his friends were fainting. People splashed water on his face, but as soon as he woke up and saw the words Jacob burned black on the wall, he blacked out again. Huh? Who did this? Was it Jacob? Was he not missing after all? Today, we have P.E., but I'm on my period, so I made up an excuse to go to the school's infirmary instead. On the way... I happened to see Eric with his group of friends. I think Jacob's spirit is back to take revenge on me. You know that time? I locked him in the old warehouse and he just disappeared without a trace since then. Is it possible that he was- Stop talking nonsense. Maybe someone who knows what happened in the past wants to mess with you. I even took his clothes away. Oh god, he would surely want to haunt me. Oh my gosh, it all made sense now. Suddenly a large hand muffled me, then dragged me away. You better shut your mouth and keep this a secret. It was Ellis, Eric's sidekick. What a faithful servant. What if I don't? Especially since I met Jacob. What did you just say? You don't believe it? Here, I bumped into someone, and he dropped this dog tag. As for the one in Eric's soup bowl, I think it's just a fake. Ellis trembled as he took the tag from my hand and quickly left. Was he going to snitch on Eric or something? That night, while I was having dinner, Eric was back to jerk mode again, and he dumped his leftovers on my tray. The two sides clashed, and we all ended up with an hour's detention. The punishment sucked. They locked each of us in a tiny room containing one chair and left us to think about our wrongdoings for a whole hour. The next morning, the officer knocking on the door woke us up. Eric was missing, and we were the number one suspects. This was ridiculous. What did his disappearance have to do with us? I told Henry and Tom about the other day when I overheard Eric and his friends. So Eric teased Jacob, so now he'd returned for vengeance? Feeling suspicious, we snuck into the school's abandoned warehouse. There was Eric all tied up and with a rag in his mouth. It's Jacob! His spirit has returned! He wants to harm me! Help me! Ha! Look at that arrogant Eric being all scaredy-cat. Call me Captain. Uh, no. Call me farther. Then I'll let you go. Tom and Henry burst out laughing. But Eric just stammered and then everything started to go blurry. Then I must have blacked out. When the three of us groggily came round, we saw that the only thing left there of Eric's was his uniform. As soon as we got back to school, we heard from the others about how Eric had appeared in just as tidy whitey Everyone gloated to see the overbearing Eric lose his face. From now on, he wouldn't dare tease anyone again. But this was the exact same way Eric used to pick on Jacob. So, Jacob did this? Was he back? Actually... I already knew who was behind all this. You dropped this at the warehouse, right? Ellis looked at me surprised and asked how I knew. We actually snuck into the main office to find information about Jacob before we got to the warehouse. And as soon as I saw his picture, I knew right away there was some sort of close connection between Ellis and Jacob. Call it twin senses. It turns out that Jacob was Ellis's brother. During his time at this school, Eric made his life a misery, but everything was kept a secret because Eric's the principal's son. So, Ellis enrolled at this school to get answers. Ellis took the dog tag back and handed over a picture of me with my twin brother. And this must be yours. I picked it up on the first day of school when you dropped your backpack. You remember? Oh my god. Was this for real? I snatched the photo and quickly put it away when I saw an officer approaching. We should get to know each other better, right? Since we both know each other's secrets. Whatever. Anyway, I don't hate Ellis. And Eric deserved it, so it didn't matter who did that. I turned my head to look at Ellis. He smiled as if he was challenging me. Uh Uh-oh. I had a feeling my life here was about to take a turbulent turn. Oh my. Look at those dudes over there. It's so true that all men are the same. All it takes is seeing some pretty girls and their eyes immediately light up. I was about to ignore these jerks, but then this couple walked in holding hands. Instantly, the jerks started making a fuss. Ew, look! That's gross! Then they pretended to retch. Geez, these idiots needed to keep their outdated views to themselves. Well done, guys. You've just booked yourself the 99th place on the playbook. Let me show you my playbook. In here, you'll find all types of men, from nerds, hot boys, jocks, and successful businessmen. But they all have one thing in common. They are all bad. Hi, I'm Monica, and I'm a playgirl who was trained to take revenge on men. Since I was little, I was taught that all men are bad, and it's my duty as a woman to teach them a lesson especially homophobes and womanizers. Now all that's missing is the 100th prey, then done. Hey sis, family meeting now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. Oops. Duty called. Mom's gonna reveal our final mission. Now, where are my books and pens? (laughs) Yeah, those two are my colleagues, and also my competitors. There's Cindy, my impulsive little sister, and next to her is Grace, my older, super smart, and slightly more mature sister. As for me, I'm something in between. Not as childish as Cindy, but not as calm and collected as Grace. Oh, here's Mom. Okay. Let's get to the point. So this is it, the last goal, and it's the biggest one yet. So, this time, you're not working together, but on your own. This target won't be easy, but you all have your own charms, and I have every faith in you all. And the time starts now. Hmm, Dennis Groff, Dennis Groff, let's see. Oh, he's quite handsome, the son of a CEO. And super rich. Hmm. It figures he's a lady killer. Duh. But why did Mom assign him to us? I mean, she usually just lets us set our own goals. Also, why do we have to compete against each other? Maybe it was because it was the 100th target, so she was making it extra challenging? We all love Mom and want to please her. I mean, who doesn't want to be the last one to complete the family playbook, right? I stayed up all night making a plan of action. Hmm. From my social media stalking, I found out that Dennis's friend was having birthday celebrations at a bar in town tomorrow night. So the next evening, I put on the sexiest red dress that I've bought for this specific occasion and walked confidently into the bar. All eyes were on me, except Dennis's. Excuse me, was he going to the bar for free Wi-Fi or what? Seeing that, I took a glass of wine and gently approached him. But suddenly, a strange guy came out of nowhere and pulled my hand back. Honey, where are you going? Have a drink with me? Get out of the way! I'm busy! I was about to turn my attention back to my prey when... Oops! The strange guy tripped me up, causing me to stumble onto the ground. This was so embarrassing. I guess I'd just have to call it a night. (sighs) But suddenly, an arm appeared in front of me. I looked up and, hey, it was Dennis? I was a bit surprised, but quickly regained my confidence and let him help me up. After that, he offered to buy me a drink, and then we ended up chatting into the early hours. And Jackpot! Turned out, he's as big of a golf lover as I was, so I persuaded him to join a golf club with me. Ain't that a smart move? A week later, and it was progress report day. One by one, we told mom what we'd done so far. Cindy tried hard to approach Dennis by coming to the billard hall that he frequented. And being the typical impulsive kid that she is, she bombarded Dennis with messages on social networks. She seems to be quite optimistic, though, as Dennis responded to her quite friendly, and the two kind of vibed when it came to billards. As for Grace, she applied for the position of assistant manager at Dennis's company. I know. Man, my sister is a genius. She even said that she already felt some chemistry going on, as he wouldn't take his eyes off of her. Mom seemed impressed with the progress we'd made so far. Everyone's attained certain achievements, but sure thing, I was still in the lead. I felt it. I don't know if I'm being delusional, but Dennis and I were getting so close, and he had also shown some gestures of concern for me. Hmm. Anyway, it appears that I'll have to work even harder than I first thought to win this one. Yeah. I did used to wonder if what mom always said about men was 100% true, and why my sisters and I had to do all this. Until one day, back when I was 16, that day, I was going into my mom's room to borrow some jewelry for catfishing, when I found an open notebook on the ground. Curious, I picked it up, and discovered it was mom's diary. And it was in a tragic story. She once fell deeply in love with a man, but then ran into him with someone else. Worse, she didn't even have a chance to confront him. Instead, she got his message right away. I knew the truth already. You're not a real woman. We're over. Not a real woman was what that Nick called my mom. Ridiculous. Just because my mom is a transgender? She did not go through all this pain and heartache to be disrespected like that. My mom's life was tragic, like a movie. Curiously, I flipped through it all from the beginning. And my heart felt like it's actually breaking, finding out what mom had been through. Turned out, she and Nick were part of a group of three back in high school, alongside Maureen. Nick and Maureen were a couple, so my mom, as Jack at that time, had to keep her love from Nick a secret and poured it all into this diary. Unfortunately, Maureen found out her secret and exposed it to the whole school, which made everyone make fun of my mom, and she had to leave in shame. After so many years, she was still not able to forget Nick. So she decided to do the trans surgery to return to find him and fight for her love. They had some happy months together. But on that one disastrous day, she found out that he cheated on her. And it was with none other than Maureen. Harsh. How can people be so cruel to each other like that? Mom was a good person. And thanks to her... Orphans like Cindy, Grace, and I could have a home. I owed so much to her, which is why I was desperate to succeed at her last mission and to make her happy. Back to the mission. Everything was going great between me and Dennis. He took me to the golf club and out for dinner. For a rich businessman type, I had to admit that he wasn't all stern and serious. Actually, he was a lot of fun to be around. Then, when he dropped me off after a date, he touched my hand and said, Monica, I'm really enjoying getting to know you, and I would like it very much if you would come and have dinner with my family tomorrow. Whoa! This was great! I mean, this project would be way easier now I had an open invite to scope out his family! (laughs) But, no. What is this feeling? I had butterflies in my stomach, and my palms were sweaty. It must just be the thrill of meeting Dennis's family, right? But why couldn't I stop thinking about his cute laugh and his dreamy eyes? Oh no, I think I might have actual feelings for him. From then on, I found myself wanting to scream and throw stuff at Cindy and Grace. Every time I heard them bragging about how close they were getting to Dennis. I'm crazy, aren't I? Now what? Am I the predator or the prey? (sighs) OMG, I'm so nervous, I literally can't stop shaking. Whoa, they looked so wealthy and classy. His parents were both really sweet, and I soon felt a lot more relaxed. We had dinner, and the conversation flowed easily. There was just one thing that kept bothering me. His dad's name is Nick? Surely this was a coincidence, right? I mean, Nick's a popular name. Something didn't sit right with me so I knew I needed to say something to Mom. I anxiously walked back and forth, until I heard her car pull up outside. Mom, is... is Dennis's father... that man? She looked stunned, then slowly sat down, sighed, and told me everything. Just like I thought, she picked Dennis to be the 100th target, or more like a bait, just to take revenge on Nick. Furthermore, she wanted us to use Dennis to make Nick go bankrupt. But what did Dennis do? If you have a problem with Nick, then talk to him. Why drag his innocent son into it? Mom and I were having a heated argument when Cindy and Grace approached. What's wrong with you? Stop being so smitten. Mom just wants to use us as tools for personal revenge, and she doesn't love us at all. Don't be so insolent. I see that you're letting your emotions screw up your decision. Nick treated our mom badly, so his son deserves to pay the price for this. You know how much pain he caused, Mom? Don't you want to fight for her? Wow, you totally suck and are an awful person! I couldn't stay here and listen to any more of this, so I rushed out of there and went and stayed with my friend. I have no idea what I'm meant to do now. One thing's for sure, I can't go through with Mom's revenge plan anymore. Maybe I should go find Nick and ask him to sit down with Mom and talk things through. Unfortunately, I underestimated my sisters. As I was scrolling through my phone, when I saw a post from Cindy, exposing Dennis as a womanizing jerk who dated three girls at the same time. As proof, she'd inserted pictures of Dennis with each of us. Trust her to do something so childish. It gets worse as Grace linked up with a hacker to splatter the company's website with things like, Mr. Nick Groff, the president of Groff Corporation, is a liar, traitor, and homophobe. This media crisis has caused the whole company to suffer. And now Dennis was avoiding my calls. I was hovering my finger over the call button when at that precise moment, Grace texted me. Hey sis, you better not miss the sacred moment we tick off number 100 in the playbook. The mission is over anyway. Let's just go home and make up. Mom's waiting. No way was I going to let them do this. So I immediately called Dennis and left an urgent voicemail, telling him that he needed to get his father and go around to my house ASAP. As I led them inside, Mr. Groff and Mum's eyes all widened when seeing each other. Nick stood there frozen, while Mom just asked him to leave immediately. But eventually, I managed to convince them to all sit down and sort this mess out. Jean... I worked out straight away that you were Jack. I was shocked at first, but then I realized it didn't matter, as I truly loved you. So I just wanted to wait until you were ready to tell me. You knew it? Impossible! We used to be very close friends. It's really not difficult for me to recognize Jack's habits. Besides, your face still retains some of the old features. Whatever. But I saw you with that snake, Maureen. And you even had the cheek to break up with me through one cynical text. Do you know how much pain I had to suffer to pursue you? Nick looked genuinely confused. Then things slowly revealed themselves. So Maureen was the one who sent that cruel message on that day. When she found out about my mom and Nick, she investigated and discovered that mom was actually Jack. That day at the coffee house, she begged Nick to take her back, but he refused so she made up some excuse to borrow Nick's phone, then sent that message to break them apart. My mom sat there in shocked silence. I guess she was processing the fact that she took revenge on the wrong person, and now she'd caused problems for two innocent people. I'm so sorry. I let my emotions overrule me and make me bitter. I promise I will put this right. I am Jean Wilkins, a transgender woman and Nick Groff's ex. I thought he betrayed me, and this made me turn into an angry version of myself who became blinded by my desire for revenge. Only, I was wrong. You see, it's impossible that Nick has any ill will toward the LGBT community, because he loved me. As for his son, Dennis, he's a good man who got caught up in the crossfire. He's never cheated on anyone, So please don't judge him for something he hasn't done. As I watched the video, I felt immensely proud of my brave mom. She'd made a lot of mistakes, but she'd publicly owned up to them, which took a lot of courage. Thankfully, the video worked. Nick's company has recovered, and Dennis's name was cleared. So, what happens next? Well, me and my sisters apologized to Dennis and Nick. Luckily, they are both very kind and understanding guys. Mom doesn't hold grudges against men anymore, and she's even started dating this lovely man named Jacob. Cindy met this sweet girl called Beverly, who, thinking about it, is pretty much her opposite, but they're actually kind of cute together. Grace is still single and focusing on her career, and me, I will never touch this ever again, because I'm sticking with this prey
1: forever. I opened the drawer and, uh aha, there it was. I'd been looking for this magazine for ages. But as I closed the drawer, I noticed something else. A photo hiding under the magazine. There was a woman and two kids in the photo, a boy and a girl. I was so confused. Hmm, who were they? I turned it over and there was a message on the back that said, this is my new number. Call me more often. I miss you so much. Suddenly my mom came in and I was about to ask her about the photo, but she got mad and started screaming at me to get out of the room. Never, ever come into our room again. Do you hear me, Aaron? We have private stuff in here. You know the rules. I I was just looking for the magazine, I said, and quickly tucked the photo inside before running out of her room. Actually... I knew I wasn't meant to go in my parents' room, but I was doing a school essay on sustainability, and I'd seen an article in my mom's magazine about it a few days back. So, I'd searched the whole house to try and find it. Eventually, I knew the only place it could be was their room, so I snuck in. Usually, their door was locked, so I was in luck. Ever since I was a kid, I had been forbidden to go in there, but I had no idea why. Back in my room, I couldn't stop staring at the photo. Were these my relatives or something? Long lost cousins? The boy in the pic looked totally like my dad. Oh no. Reading the note behind it again, suddenly I thought this could be another family of my dad. Do you know what I meant? Yes. What if my dad had a secret family? Maybe he'd cheated on my mom and had this whole other secret life. My inner detective was going crazy. There was nothing else for it. I had to get to the bottom of this and find out the truth. I searched online for the phone number and couldn't believe it when a girl the same age as me popped up. I started scrolling through all her photos and suddenly saw one of a young guy holding a baby and the caption said, Miss the old days of being daddy's little girl. This was insane. I was certain the young guy in the photo was my dad and I needed to talk to the girl ASAP. I messaged her and told her we were related. I even sent some photos of me taken with my dad to prove it. I was shaking when I saw her reply pop up. My dad never mentioned you, not even once. That hurt me so much. I couldn't believe this girl was actually my dad's daughter too. Now, how am I supposed to break this news to mom? She'd freak out. I couldn't bear the thought of seeing this crush her. So, I decided to go clear things up myself first. A few days later, my dad was going on a business trip to Boston. Again. He was always going to Boston. I'd always believed he was just super busy at work. But now I knew the truth as my dad's secret daughter had confirmed she was also from Boston. I mean, of course she was. So I told my mom I was going to spend the weekend at my friend's house. And the moment my dad left, I jumped in a cab that I'd called and asked the driver to follow him. When we got to Boston, I saw my dad stop outside of a house and then glance around as if he thought he was about to get caught. Then he got out of his car and rang the doorbell. A woman came to open and immediately they started kissing. Then a young girl appeared and yep, it was exactly the people in the photo. I was shaking so much, I actually dropped the money for the cab. It felt like my dad had punched me in the chest. I was so upset. He had this whole other family that mom and I had no clue about. I couldn't stand it anymore. Mom didn't deserve this. I walked towards the house and was so focused on what I was planning to say to my dad, I didn't even notice a van pulling up right next to me. Suddenly, everything went black. And I realized I had been blindfolded. A huge hand was covering my mouth so I couldn't even scream. I felt tape being put across my lips, sealing them shut. Then someone yanked me backwards and shoved me into some kind of car. Oh my god. Was I being kidnapped? Why? Had my dad seen me and now he was trying to cover his tracks? This was like something out of a movie. They even tied me up. After what felt like a billion hours, we finally stopped and I was dragged out of the car into a cold, dark building. Someone took my blindfold off. But it was so dark inside I couldn't really see anything except a single light bulb above my head. The tape across my mouth was pulled off and I was untied. I wanted to run out of there as fast as possible, but I was terrified. Two men dressed in black were standing in the room and one of them glared at me and said, They think they can hide you forever? (laughs) Who are you? I shouted. Where am I? If it's money you want, call my dad. Please, just let me go, I said in what must have been the shakiest voice ever. Don't worry. We're not going to hurt you. We don't even need money. It's your parents we want. In three weeks, they'll be out of prison. And then they'll need to come here to get you back. Then we can really punish you for knowing too many secrets about us. I had no idea what they were talking about. Prison? My parents aren't in prison. You've got the wrong person. One of the men just laughed and said, It's been 12 years, and yet you still don't know about it. Then he walked off laughing his head off. What? What were they talking about? None of this made any sense. My dad was a businessman, and my mom was a housewife. This was all some big mix-up. It had to be. They'd locked me in that dark room. I tried to scream and bang on the door, but no one heard me. Or if they did, they didn't care. The next few days were some of the worst of my life. I didn't think I'd survive. Twice a day, someone slipped food under the door, and I spent most of the time trying to think of ways to escape. There was no window, but there was a small air vent, and if I could just open it, I thought I might be able to crawl through and get the heck out of this disgusting, shabby place. Lucky for me, they'd given me a fork to eat with and slowly I'd been using it to loosen the screws on the grid of the vent. Finally, on the third night, I waited until everything was dead quiet, and I got into the vent. I crawled through and managed to get out. I was at the back of some old abandoned warehouse, and as I stood up to stretch my legs, someone covered my mouth from behind. Oh no! How had I got caught so quickly? But then I heard a voice. Shh! Are you okay? I almost screamed. (gasps) It was my mom. How did you find me? I asked. But she just grabbed my hand and said, Let's get out of here. Then I'll explain. We climbed through a small gap in the fence, and then I saw a black car by the road. I started to panic again, but my mom told me it was for us. And then as we climbed in, she said to the driver, I got her, James. Let's go. It was only then that I finally took a look at my mom and realized what she was wearing. She was in all black and looked like a spy or something. Um, mom? What's going on? My mom bit her lip and said she couldn't hide it from me anymore. What she told me next was unbelievable. Turns out my parents weren't even my real parents. My biological mom and dad used to be members of this mob, but 12 years ago they'd been given an impossible task and they refused to do it, so their boss said he'd harm me as their punishment. My parents had no choice but to turn themselves in and ask the police for protection for me. In return, they gave the police some confidential info about the mob. Whoa, I was shocked. So, you're not my mom? My real parents are in prison? I felt like my head was spinning. How could my life get so crazy? Yep, they're in prison. Back then, the police stormed into the mob's headquarters, but the boss had managed to escape. That's why we put you in the protection program, because we knew he'd come search for you. This was too much! I didn't want such a dramatic life! Then I suddenly remembered there was more drama. mom. Um. I found out dad was cheating on you, so I followed him here to Boston. Did you follow him too? I mean, how did you find me? This was so weird. My mom didn't look sad at all. She said, actually, he wasn't cheating. That woman and those kids are his family. You see, at the time, he and I were the only two people qualified enough to adopt you. So he actually left his family to fake our family life to protect you. It was all part of the protection program but he missed his family so much. That's why he went back to see them most weekends. I'm so sorry, Aaron. We didn't expect it to turn out like this. When you didn't come home on Sunday, I used the GPS we set on your phone, and that's how I found you. Okay, my head was spinning even more. Not only were they not my real parents, they weren't even a real couple. This was absolute insanity. And all to protect me? Wow. And as it turns out, it worked out pretty well. Because by tracking me, they found the new boss's hideout. And now the police had arrived, and he was finally being arrested. As for me and my family, we had to pretend to be a real family. For now. And actually, it wasn't that hard, because I loved them so much. And they'd sacrificed the past 12 years of their life to protect me. I'd be eternally grateful to them. And my biological parents would be out of prison soon. And then I'd be reunited with them. I don't remember anything about them, but they also sacrificed their lives to protect me, so they must be pretty amazing, right? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus...